Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. Today we're going to talk about a man that received dreams from God. I believe they were dreams that encouraged his heart. I guess you could say when everything else fell apart. Uh, These dreams were able to encourage him. They were also dreams that provided hope through what we would call hopeless times. That's what these dreams did, I believe, for Joseph. So this morning, let's consider not only the dreamer, as his brothers would call him, uh, but also the dreams themselves that came from God and how God used those dreams, I believe, to encourage his man Joseph. So this morning, let's get into this. Let's talk first about the source of these dreams. The source of these dreams. I believe these dreams are from God. And I believe they were a work uh, that took place in Joseph's heart. Now that's the question we have to first begin with is, were they from God? Were they from God? And I do believe so. Uh, Even though we're not told immediately right up front that they were from God or directly from God. uh, And it wasn't determined immediately. I think Joseph may have wondered. Uh, His dad may have wondered. Obviously, his brothers didn't believe they were from God. But we do know as everything played out that later Joseph would understand that this was God's work in his life. Uh, That he would be able to look back and say, yes, God did direct my steps. And these dreams were from God. I have discovered in my life it's easier to look back and see the will of God than it is to see the will of God as I'm going forward. And and be careful of trying to always say, well, I've got to find the will of God here to find the will of God. We have God's revealed will right here in the Bible. And God wants us to read it and apply it. And then live according to his direction and he'll take care of the rest. He'll guide us and direct us. Uh, It's easier to look back and say, you know what, I see where God did direct my steps. God did provide for me. God did help me through this situation. Now, that doesn't discourage us from seeking God's will. That encourages us to trust Him when we don't see how He's working or what He's doing. And as far as Joseph, we we do know he had these dreams. They were given to him. Uh, We do know that his brothers despised him because of the dreams. Uh, And we also know that Jacob at first rebuked him, but the Bible says he also observed. In other words, he he took note. He observed that, hey, this was something different. Maybe because he himself had wrestled with God, and so he knew that God would work in mysterious ways. And maybe he thought, well, this is something serious to Joseph, and these dreams are real to him. So here's a thought I'll give to you. You know the Lord still works in mysterious ways? He still works in mysterious ways. Now, obviously, all dreams are not from God. I would never dare say that or even imply that. Not all dreams are from God or or all burdens are from God or all desires are from God. But, you know, the Holy Spirit will still work in the hearts of people. I really believe that. And I believe once you're saved that He will work in your heart. He'll impress, perhaps, things upon your heart as far as direction or as far as work or involvement. Uh, For example, I do believe God calls men into the ministry. It's not an occupation that you choose just because you want to go make money or think you can help or, or do something good. I do believe that a real man of God is called by God. I know as far as my own personal experience, that's something I had to deal with. And I remember when I was a young man trying to, uh, you know, Lord, working in my heart, and I was trying to figure out, am I really called? And, I, of course, I asked every pastor I knew the question, how do you know? How do you know if you're called? And pretty much they all gave me the same answer. Well, you'll just know. Well, I know that's the truth, but uh, how do you know you just know? And so, of course, I kept wrestling with that, reading scriptures. And I met a a pastor one day at a conference, and 
uh, he had almost retired. He was near retirement. And I asked him the same question. And here's his answer. This helped me a lot. He, he looked and said, well, he said, it's not that you can't do anything else. He says, you'll just not have any desire to do anything else. He said, it'll be a call from God, a burden, where you know this is what God wants me to do. This is the direction God wants me to go. And he said, that's what it'll be. And that's what it was for me. That, that helped me because that's what it was. It was just a desire. Now, God, I believe, can also give other desires to Christians' hearts, other things that he may impress upon people to do. Let me give you an illustration. Uh, William Tyndale. You have a Bible? Not only thank God for it, but also thank God that he chose a man by the name of William Tyndale uh, who was willing to give up his life so we could have the Bible in printed form. Not just leaders of religion, but everybody could have a copy of the Word of God. That was something that God put upon his heart. That was a, a goal, a desire for him to do. And guess what? He did it. And God worked. You see, that was, I guess you would call a dream that he had. Something God put there that he wanted him to do. And so the Lord may impress something upon your heart here this morning. Uh, he might. There may be something in your heart that God will say, this is just something I want you to do. Maybe he's calling someone to do a mission field, to be a missionary. Maybe he's directing someone to get involved in teaching in the church. Maybe he's wanting to use your skills, your abilities in a way that could glorify him. Whatever the case may be, I encourage you to listen and pay attention to that. And so what we find is, in this case, it was a work from God in his heart. Secondly, I do think it was the will of God revealed to Joseph. Now, as far as Joseph, uh, he didn't have the New Testament scriptures like we have today. He didn't have much of the Old Testament like we have today. Uh, and I do believe the Lord gave him what we would call a little bit of a glimpse into the future of what would happen as far as the direction God had for him. Uh, I do want to point out, these dreams in no way contradicted God's word any, at any point. Okay, this was not a case of Joseph just chasing after his desires. What we find is Joseph was not encouraged to partake in any sin or worldliness. He was just told, basically in a dream, the direction that God would take him at some point in his life. And that leads me to the thought this morning is, we do have God's revealed word in the Bible. You know, the Bible is his word to us, to each of us. It's for you this morning. Uh, it tells us about God, who he is. It tells us about us, who we are. Of course, it tells us we're sinners and that God's perfect. It tells us that a perfect God cannot have fellowship with sinners, and so there has to be a reconciliation. There has to be peace between God and mankind, and that comes through Jesus Christ. You see, God sent his Son so we can have peace. The Bible teaches us this, tells us this, so we know how to get things right with God. We know that we must understand we're a sinner. We must repent of our sin and put our faith in Christ. Not in works or abilities or a church, but in Christ alone. And once we do that, the Bible teaches we're saved. If you believe from the heart, you're saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So this morning, I hope and pray you're saved, that you've trusted Christ as your Savior. The Bible tells us that is not only something good to do, that is something that is necessary for you to do, something that is needed. So if you have not done that, don't put that off. Don't delay it. Get that settled because your soul is important. Your soul is important. I, I do believe it's the most valuable possession, possession you have is your soul. So make sure you're right with God. As far as the Word of God and what I would call burdens or impressions or direction from God, I don't believe God will ever contradict His Word. We contradict ourselves sometimes. I, I have said something and then later I look back and say, oh, wow. I didn't even mean to, but I contradicted myself. 
God is perfect. He'll not contradict himself. What I mean by that is you have his revealed will here as he leads you in life and burdens you or or the Holy Spirit will impress things upon your heart. You can be certain he's not going to lead you contrary to this. So if you ever find yourself going different direction from the word of God, it's not the Lord leading you. It's maybe your selfish desires or maybe following the direction of the world, but it's not God who's leading. And that's what we must make sure of. And so, in Joseph's case, he wasn't going contrary to God's word. God had just put these dreams in his life that he could follow. And so this morning, God may impress upon your heart some things to do. Just make sure that it's not contradicting his word. Uh, Make sure that your dreams are not selfish pursuits, but they're burdened desires from God as you walk. That leads me to my second thought here, which is the subject of the dreams. Now, let's go back to Genesis 37, and let's look at the subject here of these dreams. It says in verse uh, 5, Joseph dreamed a dream. He told it to his brethren. And go on down to verse 7, he says, We were binding sheaves in the field. Lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. Behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. So, basically, in this first dream, he says, Hey, uh, here's a dream I had. I, you know, we were all represented by these sheaves, and uh, mine stood up, and yours bowed down to me. I think this brother's got the point. Uh, they knew what, what the dream meant as far as, you know, leadership and, and so forth. Well, then he goes on to a second dream, which kind of confirmed the first one. He says here, and he dreamed yet another dream, told his brethren. Uh, he says, Behold, uh, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. Uh, once again, it's pretty clear. Uh, obeisance, uh, you know, recognition, respect. And so, bowing down to, to him. Now, his brothers, uh, they had a problem with this, obviously. But uh, we'll save that for another message. This morning, let's talk about the subject here of these dreams and how I believe they relate to Joseph's life and, and what we can find. Uh, the thought I'll start with is there was a plan put in place for Joseph. A plan put in place for his life. And he didn't make the plan. Okay, This wasn't his plan. This was God's plan for his life. And it was the route that God would take him on. First, notice the destination was given. Joseph would eventually be a leader above his brethren, which indicates that he would lead his family. Now, I believe he probably assumed that this was the case. But I don't think Joseph knew he would lead thousands of families. I don't know if he thought he would be over Egypt and all of them and everyone else that would come to Egypt. See, God had big plans for Joseph. God is just giving him a picture for him to go forward with. God would take care of the rest later. Sometimes that's what happens when God burdens our heart. He gives us something that we want to do and a desire. And then as it begins to unfold, we say, wow, God, I didn't know you had this for me. What a blessing this is. And we go by faith. Well, Joseph had to wait as far as going by faith. So the the destination was given. But also, he was given the direction, in a sense, of where he was to go. As far as general direction. And that was to be a leader. He was to be a leader of his family. So he began preparing in his heart, getting ready uh, to be a leader. But here's the thing I want to point out as well, is the details were limited. Details were limited. You'll notice uh, when, where... How and even why were not mentioned in the dream. Joseph knew nothing about his brothers throwing him in a pit. That wasn't told in the dream. He knew nothing about going to Egypt and becoming a slave. That wasn't in the dream. He didn't know he'd be falsely accused and have to spend some time in an Egyptian prison. That wasn't part of the dream. 
You see, the details were limited as far as Joseph was concerned. And I do have a thought on that. God knew what Joseph needed. God knew what Joseph could handle. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we want to know more. We want to know how things are going to work. But, but then I stop and think, you know, sometimes I'm glad I don't know more. Because if I knew exactly all the trials I would face down the road, I probably wouldn't want to get up and go. I'd rather just stay home and quit and be discouraged and what else. But God knows what we can handle when we can handle it. Even with the knowledge. And God knew that Joseph would handle these when the time came. But it wasn't time yet, so God would take him when it was time. Uh, what that amounts to is, that amounts to what I would call daily faith. We've got to live by faith every single day, just trusting God to direct us. And God will. Here's the illustration I'll give you. You know when you drive at night, uh, you turn on your headlights, and they shine out. Notice when you're driving, you don't see everything. You just see what's in front of you. Uh, most vehicles, you have enough light to see what's needed. Uh, if there's a turn coming, you see the turn coming. Now, notice you don't see it necessarily 50 miles down the road. Now, we'll pretend you don't have GPS. We'll pretend you don't have technology and you're just driving down the road. You might not see that turn coming until it's time, but you do see it with enough time to make the turn. You see, that's how God often leads us in life. He takes us one day at a time. We might not know what's coming next year, but he may say, you don't need to know until it's time. When that turn comes in your life, then I'll be there to help you make that turn. You'll see it, and we'll go. But until then, just be faithful with what you have right now. And that's kind of an illustration of how God leads, and that's how Joseph had to live. And quite often, really, that's how we have to live as well. As far as Joseph here, we find that there was a plan in place for Joseph's life. And I really do believe... That God has a plan for your life too this morning. He has a plan for everyone's life. You're, you're not just something that appeared in this earth. You were created. You, you come from God and God has a plan for your life. Beginning with salvation, God wants all to be saved. And then after salvation, God has a plan put in place for your life. You may not know all the details yet, but here's my thought. How about you go forward and find out what that plan is. Go forward and see what God has for you. God has some great things lying ahead. Oh, there may be some difficulties along the way, but that's all right. God will get you through those. Let's just go forward by faith. Now, here's the purpose here. There was a reason for this route. See, God had a purpose too. He wasn't giving Joseph these dreams or these birds just, just, just to do it. There was a purpose behind this. You see, Joseph would be blessed. All the details would be revealed later. But Joseph would just have to wait. And while waiting... I believe these dreams would probably encourage his heart. Remind him that God had something for him. See, he would go many years with only the dreams. Some estimate about 13 years, only the dreams. Without any real evidence of a fulfillment of any of them. I've often wondered what he thought in prison. You know, how these dreams are going to come true. You see, the dreams were there. God had yet to fulfill them. So waiting in a pit, in the servants' quarters, and in a prison... Joseph just continued to basically trust in the Lord and walk with Him. Now, I want to make a statement that is true for me, and I don't know if it's true for you, but waiting is difficult. I have a hard time waiting, and waiting is difficult. Now, it's no different today than it was in Joseph's day. But here I do believe there is a difference as far as what we deal with. We live in a fast-paced culture. 
And so because of that, sometimes it's hard to wait. We get conditioned into believing that what we want, we can get right now. And let me give you an illustration. I remember, some of you may not, but I remember when you, when you had to get online, you had to you know, get on the old dial-up and hear the, and wait to see if you can get online. I remember that. And even once you got online, it wasn't like you were going from website to website real quick. I remember there were times when we'd get online and all of a sudden, oh man, we got kicked offline. We got to go, who's getting on the phone? We got to go make sure no one's getting on the phone so I can get back online. And we get online and then we go try to look something up and it'd take forever and say, well, I'm going to go do this. And then I'll come back and check to see if, if the page is pulled up. Could you imagine that today? Man, we open a page, it doesn't come up within a second and we start getting upset. What's happened is we've just become conditioned to having things just happen quickly. And it's not just with internet, it happens with food. I read an interesting article recently about a chef who was writing how, he said, he goes, about 50 years ago, you take today fine dining, he said the speed that fine dining is put out with, he said 50 years ago, that was almost the fast food speed. He said everything's accelerated, where fast food has gotten to where basically you order, you get there, drive through, you got it and you go. And even the fine dining has picked up as far as the speed. It's just we've become conditioned to getting what we want when we want it. Now, I am not opposed to that, okay? Let me clarify that. I enjoy the internet speed. I enjoy the blessings we have with technology and some of that. But but here's the thought for you. You know God is not bound to give us what we want when we want it. And God will often make you wait for something. That's what happened with Joseph. He had to wait. And in waiting, that's when God works. He begins to work in the heart for preparation. He begins to work in circumstances. And God's timing is always right. See, these dreams, I believe, were given to Joseph to encourage him while he was waiting. And there may be times in your life when you're waiting. When you're waiting. First off, uh, be encouraged by the Word. You know, the Bible tells us, In the book of Psalms, I word have I hidden mine heart that I might not sin against thee. You see, you find God's word, read it, study it, and even memorize it. Hide it in your heart so that way during times of waiting, you can be encouraged by the word of God. And strengthened in waiting. But also, if he's given you desires of your heart, don't necessarily believe that they're gone. God may work things out that it's just timing. You just must wait on the Lord. So the Lord had a purpose for Joseph. He just had to wait on God uh, to carry all that out. You know, this morning, maybe you are waiting on something. Maybe there's something in your life that you're waiting on, maybe a prayer request, maybe a situation. I want to encourage you, don't quit, okay? Just don't quit on that. Uh, Don't quit on the Lord. Just wait on Him and move forward as you wait on God. Here's my last thought now, and that's the strength from these dreams, the strength from the dreams. Uh, I just have two for you. The first one is discouragement. Okay, discouragement. We've read the passage, and you'll find it throughout. His brothers weren't happy. And uh, they made it known. It wasn't just uh, mumbling behind his back. It was pretty clear. They weren't happy with him. And they let him know, I have two brothers. And fortunately, they didn't throw me in a pit. They may have thought about it at times, but they didn't. So I'm glad that that didn't happen. But, you know, uh, with family, we tend to let them know how we feel. And I imagine they did the same thing with Joseph. Uh, but it, it got to the point where their hatred just, just became uncontrollable. And uh, they even labeled him the dreamer. And you'll notice that as far as the treatment from his brothers, they discouraged him is what they did. This was just pure discouragement for Joseph. And that's the first thought I'll give to you as far as strength for dreams Uh, In life, you may be discouraged at times. And others may discourage you from 
serving the Lord maybe, carrying out maybe a burden in your heart or a dream in your heart that you have. Someone may discourage you. I remember when I worked with youth, a long time ago I worked with youth, and I'm grateful for the time I had to spend with young people. And one of the things I tried to practice, I tried never, never to discourage someone from their dreams. You know, young people have dreams. They've got desires. They're excited. And, and who am I to say you can't do that? Who am I to say maybe God didn't put that in your heart to go forward? As long as it's not ungodly or wicked, maybe it's something God put there because God is taking them a certain direction. You know, I know people today that are in careers that they knew from years back. It was just something they knew. And it was the direction God took them. So when people have these dreams and desires, uh, I think as long as they're not ungodly, we should encourage them. If that's the direction the Lord's taking them in life, encourage them to go forward. Well, they were discouraging uh, his brothers is what they were. And the dreams remained. Keep that in mind. The dreams remained. And years later, uh, Joseph would forgive them. But the dreams remained there. The subject never changed. And instead of being angry with his brothers, we almost find he was encouraged by this as the years went by. Now this morning, chances are, there will be someone that discourages your dreams. Okay, I'll just share that with you. Uh, hopefully not, but, but you might run into someone that discourages your dreams. You know, there are some people in this world that are just negative. Uh, I meet people, and there are some people, it seems like after five minutes, and I'm excited. No matter what happened, I am just encouraged. I enjoy the fellowship. But I've also met some that goes the other way. After five minutes, I'm thinking, wow, you know. After all the complaining and griping and everything else and the discouragement, it's almost like I feel discouraged. Uh, You may have people in your life that discourage you. Joseph did. But here's a thought that I'll share with you. If it's from God, if it's from God, then keep going. Okay? Don't let that discouragement stop you. Don't let it keep you from serving God. Don't let it discourage your conduct or or affect you so you don't serve God. You be faithful and you do what's right. I have an illustration on this and uh, there's a missionary that uh, I'm good friends with and he's, uh, well he's retired, semi-retired now. But he wasn't called into the mission field until he was, I think it was 53 years old. He had done business through his, his life and when he turned about 53, he believed the Lord called him. Of course he his pastor questioned him intensely and said, you sure this is what God wants you to do, you know, and everything else? And he was, yes, I know. Uh, he'd been saved for years. He'd served in his church. Uh, well, he went to several, quote-unquote, mission boards. He went over, I think it was five total. They all turned him down. They all said, you're too old. Uh, there's no way this will work. Uh, by the way, that's another reason why I really don't go towards boards. I believe we should be not sent out of a church. Amen. But you know what happened? That's what ended up happening with him. He went back to his pastor after each one, and his pastor said, that's just not right. And so his pastor said, you know, we don't need a board to send you out. The church should be sending you anyway. And so what they did is they sent him out as a missionary. He started two churches that are still there today. There are works. It's in the Philippines. In an area that is, well, Muslim dominated. He started two churches that are still there today. Several works that are haven't been established that are going. He is now retired. He's back in the States. Uh, kind of works as an assistant but also helps other missionaries get to the field. Folks, he had a desire. Everyone said no. Not everyone, but a lot said no, you can't do this. But it didn't stop him. So if you receive discouragement, it might even come from some people who should encourage you. You might find some discouragement. 
Just keep going forward and let the Lord bless your life. Now, here's the, the second and the last one this morning, and that's the difficulties that Joseph would face. We, we, we know going through the rest of the book of Genesis that he ran into many trials and troubles. He's one of those men that I read through and I think, wow, I feel sorry for this guy. He just couldn't get a break early in life. I mean, he had every single corner he turned, there was another trial or another obstacle. And he ran into many of these. But we do know that he remained faithful to God. He looked to God, and and through all this, he kept going. He never quit. And I think part of it had to have been those dreams that were in his heart, that God had placed there, that he knew that God had a plan. He knew God had a purpose. And without a doubt, I'm I'm sure they helped him with the doubts at times. We all have doubts where we wonder, God, is this, you sure you lead me here? Is this what you want me to do? And I'm certain these dreams probably helped him with that. Uh, He may have been tempted to quit, but he thought, you know, this is God's will. This is God's plan. I'm just going to wait for God to work. Also, he may have used these dreams to stave off discouragement. You see, it's tempting to believe there's no hope when things aren't working out the way we want them to work out. And perhaps he said, no, God is going to work. There is hope. He does have a plan. I just have to wait. And this morning, that's what I want to encourage you to is hold on. Obviously, the Word of God. Put it in your heart and hide it. But also, if God has... Put any desire in your heart to serve Him in any way or or to get involved or to work or whatever it may be. And for some reason, things are not working out the way that you want them to or the way you think they should. That doesn't mean there's time to quit or time to get discouraged. It means it's time just to be faithful and let God work. Let me give you an illustration on this. David Livingstone, the late missionary to Africa, he didn't begin by going wanting to go to Africa. It's kind of an interesting story. He had a burden in his heart for people. That's what he had. He had a burden in his heart for lost souls. And he was certain God was calling him to China. So he began to make all the preparations. Uh, as far as like medical, becoming a doctor type thing. And he began to make all these preparations. And he was ready to go to China. That was his plan. That's the direction he believed God wanted him to go. Well, then the Boxer Rebellion broke out in China. And it shut the doors. He couldn't get in. Well, he thought, okay, I'll wait a little bit. And then eventually things will cool down and I'll get in. Well, a little bit turned out to be a lot longer than he had planned or thought about. And it got to the point where he became a little bit concerned about what God wanted him to do. He said he, he knew that God wanted him to reach souls. That's just the desire he put in his heart. And he just couldn't understand why God was not allowing him to go into China. Well, one evening he was going out for a walk and he noticed that there was a missionary to Africa speaking at this church. He saw it on their sign and he was familiar with the church. He saw that this missionary would be talking about Africa and the work there. And he decided, well, I'll go by that evening and just hear what he has to say. And he went. He said it didn't take long for that missionary to talk about the souls in Africa. And how uh, it was Robert Moffat was the name of the missionary who'd been there years. And here's how he explained it. Robert Moffat said, every morning I get up and I look across the the hills in the darkness and begin to see the the fires come up. And I began to wonder how many souls are out there. Well, that just grabbed David Livingstone's heart. He went and talked to him right after the message said, can God use me in Africa? And of course he said, yes, he can. He spent the rest of his life in Africa reaching people. You see, God had given him a desire, a goal, and God worked it out so he could go. He didn't realize where or when, kind of like Joseph, some of the trials got in the way for a minute, but God worked it out so he could go. So this morning, the Lord cannot be overcome by circumstances. That's what I want to encourage you by. Okay? God cannot be overcome by circumstances. We can be discouraged by circumstances, but God is above those. 
And He will work all things out for good. Let me give you some practical thoughts for you this morning. I want to begin with parents. Maybe you're a parent here. I'm finding out children don't always do what you expect them to do. They're children. They have a mind of their own. Even at a young age, they have a mind of their own. Well, as they get older, not only do they have a mind of their own, but they are on their own. You know, sometimes as parents, this is where you may find yourself. Where you just got to trust the Lord. Maybe you, you raised them after God. Okay, you, you did the right thing. And maybe they're acting or doing some things in a, in a way or form that you don't agree with. Well, you wait. And you trust that God will work things out. And you pray for him, of course. I'm reminded of the, the father of the prodigal son. The Bible says he saw him coming. The, the question I, I've always wanted to ask him, maybe the Lord will share it with us when we get in heaven, I wonder if that dad got up every morning and looked for his son to come walking back. Or in the afternoons, if he'd just take a peek to see if he could see his son coming. But he saw his son coming eventually. You see what it was? He waited on the Lord during a difficult time. He probably had a, a burden in his heart for his son. And he waited. Parents, you may have a burden in your heart for your children. And, and it may not be that extent. Maybe you might have young children that God has given you a burden in your heart. That, uh, you know, sometimes as a parent, I look and I think I'm not the only one where I look and say, Wow, this is a difficult world to live in. And I hope my children are strong as they get older. Uh, because there's a lot out there. Well, that's where we trust God. We raise them. And we trust that God's got a plan for their life and a purpose. And that he'll work and that he'll bless. Uh, how about on a personal level? You know, sometimes we can get to the point where we can stop and say, you know, this is not what I planned in life. Or this is not what I expected. Or not where I wanted to be. I imagine Joseph may have thought that several times. Prison, a slave, in the pit. Yet, if God has permitted and taken you there, there's a reason for it. And God will see you through it. You see, that's where you find faith. That's where you say, you know, I'm going to trust in the Lord. And if God has given you a dream of some sort to do or work, And you carry it out. So in closing this morning, the dreams from God, they encouraged Joseph to continue. That's what they did. They encouraged him to continue. And they enabled Joseph to endure the difficulties that he would have to deal with. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today and be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.